Welcome listeners to Small Business Portland, where we discuss the future of independent business in Portland, Oregon. I'm Joy Church, your host. I'm the Executive Director of Venture Portland. Today, we are so fortunate to have Sarah Shaul with us. Sarah is a inspirational powerhouse here in Portland. She has a passion and dedication to small business and has two organizations called one is PDX SOS and the other is Bricks Need Mortar. And we're really pleased to have Sarah on today. This is especially timely. We've been going through the pandemic for how many months now, but we are in our second shutdown. So in Portland, our lockdown for four weeks started yesterday. So businesses are hurting more than ever. And of course, we know that businesses really rely on the holidays to make their money for the next year. So this is a real hardship for them. And so we wanted to talk with Sarah today about some strategies that we as listeners might take away to help make sure that our communities stay intact for the future. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're pleased to have you with us today. And so Sarah, just to really launch into this, so you have a Portland Pledge campaign going through PDX SOS. And can you talk to us a little bit about why you started that and how people can engage with you? Um, Yes, definitely. So we were looking at this holiday season and wondering, you know, in in previous years here in Portland, we had uh, the Little Boxes campaign. And Little Boxes was a really great way to get people to to incentivize people and to have a really fun celebration of small businesses during the Black Friday shopping weekend. And we were looking at this wondering, what if there is another spike, would those efforts be put to good use? And we just felt that this year... (laughs) keeps uh, dealing us with these surprises. So what what's what kind of campaign can we do that um, covers all our bases regardless of what kind of surprises pop up? So we what, the, what that really means, and I, I, I want to back up to a little bit and say PDX SOS is really a call to action to support small businesses. So that's really where it's really a directory where people can go to this directory and find businesses in all kinds of categories, restaurants, music and art venues, all kinds of different retail, bike shops, coffee shops, bars, yoga, uh, health and beauty, acupuncture, massage. So all kinds of different small businesses and brick and mortar businesses that make up the look of our main streets. So the PDX SOS is this call to action to support all these brick and mortar businesses that make up all our neighborhood main streets, right? And so at the same, then we had bricks need mortar is more the support. How do we support these businesses on the backside? And so one of the ways we do that is we've been doing these surveys. So we survey these businesses. Um, in the first few months, we were serving that surveying them every two weeks more recently, once a month. And and what the data was telling us was that these businesses are still seeing most of their sales in their front door. So that's where they're getting most of their business, people walking in their front door. And we've also been helping and trying to support these businesses into fortifying their online so that they have that regardless of or if another spike were to occur. But the survey data continued to share with us that people are used to shopping in store with our small businesses. So 
the purpose of the Portland Pledge is to remind people that they can still shop at small businesses, whether they're shopping in-store or online. So it's a way to say, you know what, if you don't know how to shop at your neighborhood shop, if you like walking out your door and going for a two-block walk and shopping at your favorite pet store, shopping at your favorite jewelry store, you can still do that. You can do that online. And so the Portland Pledge, really, that is what it's all about. Right. Great. And I think it is important um, that, you know, at this point, I believe that most businesses, even if they didn't have an online presence before, the pandemic really sped them up to get into that space, right? So even if they didn't have an Instagram account before, they didn't have any kind of shop online tools, that has really changed for them. They maybe had it, you know, put it off year after year. And this year was like, whoa, now is the time to make that happen. But I think sometimes that customers forget that shopping online through big box is not the same as shopping online through individual places, right? So it still is incredibly important when you're thinking, I want to buy a pair of shoes. Well, think of your local shoe store, not your big box store to purchase that from and get it delivered, right? And so I've noticed with PDXOS, SOS, you said you, uh, you have a lot of different activations there. And I started shopping, you know, I got some rain boots and some jewelry for a family member and that sort of thing. So it really is a great way to make sure that you're shopping local and it's all in one spot. So I love that. And Sarah, so when did you put that together? So um, really early in the pandemic. So I was a brick and mortar retailer. I sold my last business a couple of years ago. And several years back, there was some really bad winter weather. People just couldn't get out to us or our employees couldn't get out there to operate the shops. So we did this, um, it was a call to action. It was a blog post, not a whole website and just inviting people to buy gift certificates. Well, in late February and very early March, I had a few of my clients because I work as a small business coach and consultant. A few of my clients were saying, you know, nobody's coming in. Like, I think they're afraid of this virus thing. Like this was well before there was a stay-at-home order, before we were even talking about masks And they said, hey, can you do that thing you did a few years ago? So I did. I created a blog post and we just, and it was just, it's opt-in. Anyone could opt-in. And I think by the end of a week or maybe by the end of 10 days, we had about 200, 250 businesses on there. And then there was a stay-at-home order and we're like, okay, we need to make this into a more of a website. And that's how PDX SOS came to be a website. Got it. Wow. That's a very impressive turnaround. And I guess it just really shows how much business owners needed a space. Part of it is just acknowledgement. One thing that people don't realize is just how poor business owners' ability to persevere has been so great, but inside so many of them feel so defeated. So just to be in community with others has been incredibly, incredibly powerful because They just don't feel so alone and isolated. But then when they get messages, whether they get a a positive review or they get a message that says, oh, I'm like people saying I'm taking the Portland pledge or to shop at these businesses um, and sharing that on social or just a positive Google review. Or another thing that we did with PDX SOS is we created this thing called a PDX love letter because you know, there are some people that are in a tight tight spot. And even though they'd want to shop locally, they just might not have the means at this time to be able to shop. So 
we said, you know, you can still be really impactful by creating a PDX love letter and sharing that um, on social media. And someone else might see that who can't afford to go shopping at this business. And the business owner will see it and that will just lift their morale, which is what so many, that's half the battle right now. I mean, there's other real battles too, like lack of money, (laughs) lack of revenue, um, having to pay the rent, taking care of your employees, all of these sorts of things and, and safe, just following safety protocols. But really, I'd say a great part of the battle is just knowing that people want to see you continue as a business. Right, right. I think that's really important that that connection that customers realize that their communities are made up of these small businesses and their neighbors are small business owners. So if you want your neighbors to stay your neighbors and you want to be able to, you know, walk out your front door, walk down the block and go to the coffee shop next year or the next year, right? That we need to maintain those businesses right now because otherwise the look and feel of our neighborhoods is going to change. Absolutely. I mean, I I like making this about the small businesses themselves because these are the businesses that really give a damn. I mean, they really care. They care about the neighborhood. They volunteer to go do like neighborhood cleanups. They make sure that the neighborhood's safe. They provide a safe corridor for your kids to walk to school. They donate to school fundraisers. I mean, they donate so much. It's unbelievable. I was talking to one business owner. They donate $60,000 a year to various causes. Imagine that. I mean, if they aren't still around. And then the other hard truth is, too, if these businesses don't survive beyond that, We're talking about boarded up storefronts and we're talking about property owners that really also care that may be forced to sell to some big investment group that doesn't really care if that property stays boarded up for a decade. That's a true, that's a reality. Or if they do fill that storefront, it might be something that the neighborhood doesn't love and that that business might not love the neighborhood back. But one other thing that people need to be thinking about, I mean, because people think about things where it hits their wallet, but this could really impact housing value. I mean, if you care about the value of your house, you should care about the businesses around you because they help boost your um, property value too. Exactly. That's so true. So yeah, however it is that you can plug into this and support small businesses, it is really important. You know, it's very true that, and I know I say this all the time, I'm a broken record, but you know, we don't have a Golden Gate Bridge. We don't have a Space Needle. We don't have those iconic kinds of things here in Portland. What we have are really cool neighborhoods, but they are the businesses around those neighborhoods that make these communities the thing that people come to visit. They're the reason that we all live in Portland, right? Because there are these unique areas to go to. You can feel like you're in another city by driving a mile or two away and shopping in a different neighborhood. And so without those, it would be a real shame. You know, what what would Portland be then without those small businesses and those those corridors? So this is a real, real issue. So Sarah, I'm interested in the surveys and the things that you're hearing. So, uh, you know, not to go negative, but what are the projections? What are you thinking? What's it gonna look like in January, February of 2021? I'm amazed at the resilience of this community. It's incredible the number of businesses that have been able to stay open through nine months of sales that are reduced. Our surveys show a lot of these businesses have sales reduced 50%. 
or more, and they're still open. That is amazing. A lot depends on the federal government. We need them to show up. We need them to pass another relief bill. And we definitely have an ally in Senator Wyden and, um, and, and Merkley as well. They are really trying to make something happen. And so there's anything you can do is you, you can make your voice heard that you want a relief, another relief bill passed and, and a substantial one at that. Because we saw in the summertime where people had stimulus funds, they were out there spending that money. Right, right. And I think, you know, another piece of the connection for consumers is that these business owners, you know, they pay rent, they have leases that has not changed for them. So whether or not their doors are open, whether or not they make a sale, it does not matter. They owe that money every month. And they have rent to pay of their own for their homes, their rents or their mortgages. So this affects them in every single part. And their parents, right? They're just like all the rest of us who are stuck at home trying to make ends meet and also schooling their children, right? So it hits them in every single way. So it's incredibly important to support them. And trying to be safe. I mean, this, I mean, this yeah. is really crazy. I mean, I've talked to some business owners who like, they have a back room. And so they've just like, I just bring my, I just bring my kids and they, they do school in the back room while I work, but they also have to navigate the safety of that too. Right. These people are just superstars. I, I also think about that every time I, I get takeout and I, I don't know about you, but over the years when you get takeout, like when I get takeout, I usually leave a pretty, you know, I, I leave a tip, but it's usually very, very small tip because I'm just getting takeout, right? No one's cleaning up the table after me or anything like that. I've been more generous because I, I think about just these, how hard all these, and it's the business owners and their employees. They're working so hard to solve problems that we have, whether that problem is, you know, getting us the right pair of shoes that we need or cooking up a meal because we've been on zoom calls all day. And they're just, they've just been amazing. And but they're also trying to like remind us of their value and remind us, you know, of, of what we've been talking about here already today, right? Because it's it's almost like they're they're not just sharing why you should keep them in business. They're trying to sh sh share now is the time you can do something. I like to say that we should be voting with our wallets. Yes. Right. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's very true. And now is the, definitely the time to do that. So Sarah, what do you say to people that, you know, there's this big push right now to support small businesses by buying gift cards, mm -hmm. you know, going ahead and purchasing. If you, if you can afford it, open your wallet as much as possible and buy gift cards, even if you don't need a new pair of shoes or something right now to go ahead and buy, you know, pre-purchase those kinds of things through gift cards. What do you say to people that say, well, what if I buy this gift card and then the store is not open in January? I mean, people were saying that to me in March because that was how PDX SOS started was it started as a platform to buy gift certificates, right? At the same time, I also saw GoFundMes for businesses and a lot of GoFundMes that were not set up by the businesses, like, you know, people, well-meaning people were setting up GoFundMes. And it's like, I suppose you can look at it like that. There's so much integrity in our small business community and I have talked to a few businesses and I'm not at liberty to say like who they are, but you know, they're making plans to shutter, you know, post Christmas. They're being very transparent 
when they make that and they're going to let the people who have those gift cards know, like, so they have a chance to use them. They're not just going to, you know, go quiet in the night. I'm not so concerned about that. And I also just knowing what you already shared about just like, I mean, this is all about a community effort to save our communities, right? And we give for so many different causes. And so if you buy some gift certificates, I mean, you have to make that decision for yourself. But I, I guess I would be, I, I look at buying the gift certificates as a way to bolster my community. And then I'll have this sweet treat that I can use sometime later. Exactly. I'm hoping for a stocking full of gift cards. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? The holidays are here, whether we're ready or not. But I think that's a really, you know, important piece. And you're right. The integrity of small business owners is such that they're going to alert people if they decide that they need to close and let them know, hey, use your gift card right now. We're going to be closing in a month or two or whatever that looks like. But again, purchasing the gift card, the gift cards now helps them not have to close, right? So it's a bit of a catch 22, but I think for customers that can afford to do it, now is definitely the time, even if they don't need a book right now or something, this is the time to do that. And to do that for friends and family, if you were going to be shopping for the holidays for your friends and family anyway, now's the perfect time to get them a bunch of gift cards. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, I wanted to bring up to, as you mentioned, for those people who, you know, have been really hurt and they don't have large wallets at this point and they can't open their their wallets the pdx love letter is wonderful and i also think that you know leaving reviews positive reviews is also very beneficial because you're influencing somebody who sees that post and says oh right i love that restaurant or i love that shop i hadn't remembered that place right so that is really important and the opposite of you know, don't post negative reviews right now. It is businesses, as you said, are resilient, they're fatigued. And one negative review can have a terrible impact on the in the best of times. But with COVID, business owners are going through a lot. So if they mess up an order, if something doesn't come when you expect it to arrive, this is just the new normal, right? It's just part, it's not their intention. There's no nefarious reason something negative happened. But posting those reviews is not helpful. Going to the business owner directly if you have an issue is the right thing to do. Sometimes, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons why something didn't go the way you expected it to go when you walked into a business or when you called into a business. And, you know, giving that business owner an opportunity to address that situation, that's the right thing to do. it's, It's unfortunate. And I don't know if cancel culture grew out of the whole review action but cancel culture is is is, a, is an unfortunate thing that we are living with in in our society and and um, and I see it on all kinds of levels I see people like running to the press when there's a problem rather than going straight to the source and saying hey but I think it's really important also for the source to be listening because if the source is listening there's no reason to cancel them and, and what's the whole point of cancel culture anyway? The point is to get behaviors to change. If people are doing something that isn't working, they need to change them. And so in order for things to change, we have to, A, be sharing that directly with the person that needs to make, change the behavior. And the person whose behavior needs to change needs to be listening. So I know I'm talking in really broad strokes here, 
But, you know, whether you've said something inappropriate or an employee said something inappropriate or you just messed up an order, give them a chance, let them know what happened and give them a chance to do better next time. Agreed. Agreed. And I also, you know, from the customer angle, that's important. And I also, of course, for business owners that are listening, even though you're exhausted and fatigued, I think it is important to constantly update your hours, provide an email address, make sure you're able to check that email so that you can respond in a timely way so that it doesn't go on a review site as something negative. So I hate to put one more piece onto small business owners, but it is more important than ever, I think, to respond as publicly as possible. If there is a public negative review, respond publicly about, oh, we're so sorry, we're going to give you a free meal or whatever it is. I had this really fun thing, funny thing happen to me. Um, a restaurant was doing a special one night, really special burger, and it was being delivered. So they delivered. So the delivery company delivers it to my door and I open it up. I'm so excited. I'm salivating and there's no burger inside the bun. <laughs> it's like, whoops, <laughs> everything else was there, but the burger wasn't there. So I reached out to the owners via Instagram and said, Hey, look at this. Something's missing. And I sent them a picture of it. <laughs> they were like, Oh my gosh. Okay. And because it was a special, they were like, well, we know you wanted the burger. So the owner, was at my house in like 30 minutes with a whole new meal. I did not ask them to do that. But, and so then of course I made a big deal of it because sure there was an error, but the resolution was outstanding. You know, small business owners will go out of their way. Like you won't believe because you know what? They don't see you as a number. They see you as a person and small businesses know that they, they're interested in building relationships. They're not interested in just like you being yet another number and they're trying to fill quotas and, get, and hit certain goals of people to get in their front door. That, that's not how they look at it. They look at, you know, hey, there's Joy. Joy always comes in when she has to shop for, um, you know, her nephew or for... Right. Her, right, her aunt or somebody. And so, you know, I'm always going to do a good job because I, I want to stay, I want to stay that place. You know, I used to own a children's shop and I, I think the greatest compliment was I always had this one guy who didn't have any children who used to come in every single holiday season. And he would say, you know what? I come here because every year you make me a hero with these kids. I'm like the coolest, uh, you know, uncle. And he's, he's always shopping for his nieces and nephews and friends who have kids. And man, that just meant the world to me. And, you know, it's like, and that's something, again, getting back to morale. There were people when I, when I used to um, have my own shop, there are people that, would, that I would always see during the holiday season. It was so incredible. And I mean, I built relationships with these people and I cared about them and I wanted to hear about, you know, and I miss, I, I really miss that. Right. I mean, I used to, I used to keep a bottle of whiskey behind the counter and um, I had this little, and some people knew about this, but I was always open until 4 PM on Christmas Eve. And I would tell people, you know, if I'm the last, if you finished all your holiday shopping, if I was your last spot, I'd pour you a shot. Oh, it's, very nice. Okay. There's a good tip. <laughs> so Sarah, before we end today, I would love to hear um, any last little tidbits that you'd like to share. And as well, 
if you'll share with listeners how they should engage with PDX SOS and the Portland Pledge. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I want to say we should be thinking about this beyond the holiday season. I mean, I do think we think a lot about the holidays as a time to buy gifts for people. And I think, well, the first thing I would say is there during this pandemic, a lot of us are spending a lot of time on staring at screens, <laughs> looking at screens. And um, particularly those of us who have income, we're looking at screens more than in, ever before. That, that's the last place I'd possibly, you know, want to go is to some personality lacking gargantuan website to try and do all my shopping. I want to go somewhere where people care, who've curated goods that matter to me and the people in my life. I mean, there are a lot of people going to do their shopping, their holiday shopping online and, and, and that's fine. Just make certain that they're the businesses in your neighborhood. And I'll tell you something else. If you need something extra and if you call them or if you, you can pick something up, you know, at a curbside pickup, these guys will go really go out of your way, their way. I also want to encourage people to start shopping early this year because, and this is again, to make things easier for the businesses too. just make it easy on yourself too. And, and really it can be a fun way to explore and discover businesses that you may not have known about. There are so many incredible businesses and particularly, I mean, these small businesses so support the protests. We've, we've surveyed them multiple times. Overwhelmingly, the small businesses, even though some of them have been negatively impacted as a side result of the protests, they still support them greatly. And like I said earlier, vote with your wallet. There are amazing BIPOC, they're amazing Black-owned, Indigenous-owned, immigrant-owned, Latinx-owned, LGBTQ-plus-owned, women-owned businesses. Get out there and explore. Find some new places that you've never been before. And restaurants, oh my gosh, incredible. And some amazing food cart food coming out too right now. So get out there. I think I think we are, but if I can pitch it, I think we're doing a pretty great job on PDX SOS of, of highlighting them, especially on our Instagram. So please be thinking about how you can make a difference um, around equity uh, by supporting those businesses that uh, really could use your help right now. And take the Portland Pledge. You can go to pdxsos.com. There's a page on the site, Portland, the Portland Pledge landing page. There's a um, graphic that you can uh, share on your own Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mayor Wheeler even shared last week on his Twitter and his Instagram. That was really exciting. And you can share that. Let other people know that you're taking the Portland Pledge to buy all your holiday gifts locally. And like you said earlier, if spending money right now is, is not really something you can do, write, write some PDX love letters, hashtag PDX love letter. And think about changing the way that you think about shopping for everything all year round. This isn't just about the holiday season. This is about changing our behaviors. I mean, there's a man in this country that got really, 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 really wealthy by creating a platform that's putting a lot of small businesses out of business. Let's not let's not shop there. Let's let's shop at these small businesses that that uh, really care about us and our community. 
Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you, Sarah. So Sarah Schoel, thank you so much for being with us today. Listeners, I hope that you will really listen to this with a fine tooth comb and find ways that you can engage and support with small businesses now. And as Sarah said, in the future, it's not just about the holidays. This is about keeping our communities together for the long haul past the holiday season, past 2021, 22. Um, So again, Sarah, thank you so much for being with us. And listeners, you have been listening to the Small Business Portland podcast. It's hosted by me, Joy Church, and produced by Jacob Falkenberg. You can connect with us on Instagram at Venture Portland. And please visit us at VenturePortland.org for news on trainings and events. And don't forget to buy local and support small business because small business builds strong neighborhoods. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much.